Welcome to In Conversation, the regular podcast of eSharp magazine. Go to eSharp.eu for free access to all the podcasts to date. This is Paul Adamson and I'm in conversation with Bruce Stokes. Bruce Stokes is the Director of Global Economic Attitudes at the Pew Research Center. Bruce, your Pew has just uh, released its latest uh, Global Attitudes survey of 25 nations. Uh, we can't go into detail in every single finding that you've come across in the course of this survey, but could you give me some top-line statistics, especially in, as, as far as the European Union is concerned? Right. We have been surveying the European population on attitudes towards the U.S. and confidence in the U.S. president and attributes of the United States uh, since 2002. And what we found this year was a decline in favorability of the United States and a decline in confidence in the U.S. president. Uh, but actually, uh, the real decline was last year. In other words, from Obama to the first year of Trump. Now, it further declined a little bit in 2018, but the real drop, sharp drop-off was in Europe in 2017. And what we found was that, for example, uh, less than a third of Germans have a favorable view of the United States today. A little more than a third of of French have a favorable view of the United States. The Brits, slightly higher favorability, but in all of those cases, um, it's less than the favorability and the view of the United States uh, under the Obama regime. Uh, In terms of confidence in the U.S. president, uh, dramatic fall-offs from Obama to Trump in his first year. Uh, For example, there was an 83 percentage point drop in Swedish confidence in the U.S. president between 2016 and 2017. You generally don't see those kind of movements in data in one year in public opinion. Um, It's actually rebounded by seven points in Sweden in the last year, but it's still very low as a result. Um, And what's interesting is that since we can trend this over time, What we saw in Europe was a steady decline in confidence in President Bush over his term in the first decade of of this century, then a dramatic improvement in confidence in the U.S. president under Obama. It kind of bounced around at a very high level throughout his regime, and then again fell dramatically in the first year of the Trump administration and has not recovered in the second year. I know you didn't cover all the 28 member states of the EU in your survey. I think it was eight countries, European countries you, yes. you covered. But in those countries that you did cover, was there more or less a, a uniform uh, reaction to both President Trump and the administration? No, what's interesting is that uh, favorability of the U.S. in Poland is at 70%, uh, but confidence in the U.S. president is only 35%. So a real disparity in, in views. Now, in some other countries, as I said, you have in the 30s in, in, in Germany in terms of favorability of the U.S., and 10% of Germans have confidence in the U.S. president. Only 9% of French have confidence in the U.S. president. So uh, great disparity in Eastern Europe between views of the U.S. and the U.S. president, where, interestingly enough, Trump is not that popular in Poland or in Hungary. Mm-hmm although he is more popular there than he is in Western Europe. Right. But the U.S. seems to be, is still, according to your survey, still in broad terms popular as far as European public opinion is concerned. I just wondered to what extent, uh, how resilient is that? Despite the negative uh, polling of the president, how resilient are European attitudes, favorable attitudes towards the United States itself? Well, it's impossible to tell what 
the future might hold, but certainly in the past, what we saw is uh, views of the United States uh, went up dramatically uh, once confidence in the U.S. president, in that case Barack Obama, went up. So compared to the Bush years, the you saw a strong rebound in confidence in the U.S. president and strong rebound in favorability of the U.S. once the Obama years started. Um, we asked some other questions in this survey, which I think uh, are also quite interesting and might tell us a little bit about the future. One is we ask a question every few years about, do you believe that the United States protects the personal freedoms of its own people? And for years, Europeans said overwhelmingly yes. Two-thirds to three-quarters of Europeans said yes, America protects the personal liberties of its own people. They also said, we don't think the Chinese protect the personal liberties of their mm -hmm. people. We don't think the Russians protect the personal liberties of their people. So relative to those other countries, we were faring pretty well. Then we had the NSA scandal, the mm -hmm. National Security Agency spying on Europeans. And, on, under Obama. Under Obama, right. Not under Trump, under Obama. And that belief among Europeans that the U.S. protects the personal freedoms of its own people started to go down. Right. And then you had the Ferguson uh, killing of a black uh, man by a white policeman, and you had subsequent kind of Black Lives Matter right. movement in yep. the United States. Things kept going down in Europe. Then you had the election of Trump, which would appear people didn't like in Europe given the low ratings they give to President Trump. And that number about the that of American soft power, our, our willingness to, and ability to protect the civil liberties of our own people continues to go down. So we don't know where that's going to head in the future. But now it's really only about a third to 40 percent of Europeans, depending on the country, say the U.S. protects the personal liberties of Americans, whereas it was 65, 70 percent uh, in the past. Um, another question that we ask people about that I found interesting and somewhat, you know, explaining of what's going on in terms of attitudes towards the U.S. is we periodically ask people, do you think the U.S. acts unilaterally in its mm. foreign policy or does it take into consideration the interests of countries like mine? Uh, half the Germans in 2013 said, well, the U.S. actually does take into consideration German opinion when it makes foreign policy. Now, far fewer Germans say that. You, see, you saw the same thing in a number of countries in Europe and outside of Europe. So there is this sense, compared to 2013, that the U.S. acts more unilaterally than um, uh, it did in the past. Uh, we ask people, uh, does the U.S. Uh, do more or less to deal with global problems than it did in, a few years ago? And... Uh, a lot of people say it hasn't changed much, but you had a number of you have a number of European countries where people say actually the U.S. is doing less. Now we don't know what they mean quite mm -hmm. by which global problem are they talking about, but we do know that last year we asked people in Europe, what do you think about some of these signature Trump administration policies, mm -hmm. pulling out of the Iran agreement, pulling out of the climate accord, pulling out of trade agreements, 
And Europeans said, we don't like any of that. So that may well be the, the global problems they were thinking about, and they think we do less than we used to do. Well, that's maybe on the negative side of the balance sheet. I'm just trying to find any good news of President Trump. Well, are there any areas well, where— Well, what's very interesting, I think, and um, is one is a reminder that these things are very volatile. Right. And second is, after European publics had said, you know, we don't like Trump, we have a less favorable view of the United States. We think the U.S. acts more unilaterally than it did in the past. We uh, think it doesn't protect civil liberties of even Americans. But then we asked people, we posed a question. We said, who would you like to see uh, be the world leader if you had to choose between China and the United States? And overwhelmingly, Europeans said, well, we actually, we'd prefer the United States. So I think there is still this belief even though they're critical of the United States right now, that uh, we prefer the United States to China. Okay, so that's the, the sort of positive side. Are there are there signs? You're talking about the trends now, because you've been polling for many years now. Whereby is where public opinion in Europe and elsewhere in the world, but certainly in, in Europe, as as years go by of the Trump administration, people get more and more alarmed by his manner of governing, or on the contrary, people getting kind of get used to to his rather erratic style, should we say? Well, we don't know, frankly. Uh, uh, one, he hasn't been in power long enough to get a sense of, of what might be upsetting to people in terms of his style. Um, but we do know that um, uh, that people in America are very critical of some of his personal attributes. Right. And uh, But not we, on the Republican side, surely. No, it, it's an incredibly partisan view. Right. But, um, uh, and we've asked people uh, last year about this new American president and some of his personal attributes. Right. And Europeans basically thought he was arrogant. They thought that he wasn't well prepared for the job. Hmm. Um, and uh, some thought he was a strong leader. Hmm. Uh, others didn't. Um, so we kind of know th from that survey data that coming into office, because he hadn't, when we first surveyed about him, he hadn't been in office that long, that many of his personal attributes were not appreciated. Mm. Uh, but, of course, that's the case in the United States as well. To what extent do you think that the, the U.S. administration, maybe not President Trump himself, he probably doesn't care too much about public opinion outside the United States, to what extent do you think surveys like yours will have any kind of impact on the administration, especially in the context of the deployment of so-called soft power? It, presumably it matters to the State Department and the other branches of government what the rest of the world thinks of the United States. Well, I can tell you it's very interesting. If you go back to the Bush administration, when we did the first survey in 2002, we really weren't looking for attitudes towards the United States, but we had thrown a couple of questions onto the survey just to test things out. And when they came back, we thought, oh my goodness, there's an enormous amount of anti-Americanism out there. Uh, we'd better alert the White House before we yeah. release this. So we went in to see Condi Rice and uh, uh, other people in the White House. Uh, and when George uh, w. Carl, was Carl Rove was the political advisor. We saw him and Condi Rice, who was the national security advisor. And they dismissed these findings out of hand. <laughs> they said, well, these can't be true. We know people, you know. They like us. Way. They like us. Okay, fine. We released the survey. It suggested they didn't like us. Uh, there were then subsequent uh, uh, polls by other people found the exact same thing. And year after year, we found the – and the State Department actually then launched what is now formally the public diplomacy 
uh, program of the United States to try to counteract some of this rising anti-Americanism all over the world. We haven't seen a comparable reaction from this administration. Now, the public diplomacy program exists already, right. so yeah. they wouldn't have created a new one. But it will be interesting to see whether they are as sensitive to this reaction as the Bush people were eventually. Initially, the Bush people weren't. Let's mm -hmm. remember that. Um, but, I mean, one of the questions, I think, going forward is, you know, does this all matter? Mm -hmm. uh, sure, people like, would, I'm sure America, most Americans would like to be liked if they could. Uh, but at the end of the day, one has to look at, you know, does it practically matter in affairs of state whether people have a favorable or unfavorable view of the United States? And I think on one hand, uh, history shows us that the Germans refused to join us in invading Iraq the Turks refused to allow us to invade Iraq from the north. Um, and our public opinion polls were clear before those decisions were made. The people in those countries didn't like the U.S. They didn't like George Bush. And I've had German officials say to me, look, Schroeder was an elected politician. He knew what the polls were saying. And that was one of the things that factored into his unwillingness to join us in invading, not you know, over and above whether he thought it was a good idea. But come forward now. We have a president who has been more critical of NATO than any president in, in American history. Uh, we ask about attitudes towards NATO in 2015 in Europe and in the U.S., and we ask about attitudes towards NATO in 2017. Favorability of NATO on both sides of the Atlantic hadn't changed at all, despite the president's uh, criticism of NATO both as a candidate and as president. Uh, the, the willingness of Americans to come to the defense of a NATO ally hadn't changed very much at all. The expectation of Europeans that we would come to their defense hasn't changed much. So you could argue from that that higher anti-Americanism in Europe in the wake of the election of Donald Trump and his criticism of NATO has had no impact on people's perception of the NATO challenge. So. I think we, it's important to know this data. It's more important to know what public opinion is. But I also think we have to understand that uh, you have to look at each individual instance to see whether it really, uh, how important it really is. Okay, we've been talking a lot about the U.S.'s Western allies, and this certainly in Europe, maybe too much so. I mean, presumably uh, Donald Trump and the U.S. have allies in other parts of the world. Can you give me some details about that? Well, what's fascinating is that favorability of the U.S. and particularly confidence in the U.S. president is up in both Japan and South Korea. Oh. And um, again, one of the dirty little secrets of public opinion research is you really don't know what the respondent was thinking when you asked them a question. But we know what was going on in both of those countries was the U.S. was seen as trying to address the North Korea challenge. And we know from polling we've done in South Korea and Japan, that's very much near the top of the list in people's concern. So um, the publics appreciate what the president has tried to do, and you see that then in the in the data. Um, and uh, the president and the U.S. remains fairly popular in parts of Africa where we surveyed. 
very st strongly popular, the president is very strongly popular, and favorability of the U.S. remains very high in Israel, right. for example. Uh, Russia is another story, though. Um, favor 53% of Russians said they had a favorable view of Donald Trump in his first year. It's dropped like 30 percentage points in one year. Favorability of the U.S. is down as a result. So um, the Russians would appear to have been excited about this new American president who yeah. maybe wasn't as critical of them as his predecessors. Right. Right. But that's changed very rapidly. And in Mexico, for example, only 6% of Mexicans have confidence in the U.S. president. That's up one percentage point from last year, but it is still, well, both we and Gallup survey in Mexico, and both of us found last year and again this year record lows favorabilities of the U.S. and of confidence in the U.S. president. So it really depends on the country in right. terms of what, um, uh, what the attitudes are and how they've changed. Okay, maybe a final question, Bruce, as a way to try and coax you to do a bit of punditry, which you don't normally go in for, I know, at least, at least not publicly. You were saying just, well, I asked you the earlier question, to what extent do these foreign, you know, foreign countries and their views about the U.S. impact the thinking in, in U.S. politics broadly, especially, and the White House more uh, particularly. We're coming up soon, obviously, to the midterm elections in about two, three weeks' time in your country. Uh, will, do these kind of surveys will have any impact on the campaign trail? Will, will candidates, both for the House of Representatives and the Senate, use some of the findings in, in surveys like yours to make the case that uh, the U.S. has to be more user-friendly to its allies? Well, it's interesting. There is some survey data that gives us some insight to that. Um, uh, NBC News, uh, uh, no, I think, no, I'm sorry, it was uh, CNN right. recently asked uh, the public a question, what's more important, uh, that we protect U.S. industry or that we maintain good relations with allies? Uh, it was within reference to the tariffs uh, on, on imported products. Right. Uh, and the American public, uh, by two to one, said actually maintaining good relations with allies is more important than protecting U.S. industry. Are you surprised now, it by that? Was, it was overwhelmingly partisan. Wow, if you okay. approved of Donald Trump, then a majority of those people said actually protecting U.S. industry is most important. But if you disapproved of Donald Trump, overwhelmingly you said maintaining. Uh, now, so the question is, is this really about maintaining good relations with allies or it's just whether I like Donald Trump or not? Uh, we also have asked um, the American public recently, uh, do you think that we are more respected or less respected overseas now? And we've asked this question in the past. Mm. And the percentage of Republicans who say we are less respected has gone down significantly since Trump's election. Well, you know, in fact, the data is just the opposite. Right. So when you ask the question, uh, will people care? Will this image of the U.S. influence their vote in November? I don't think there's a whole lot of evidence in the data to suggest that it's going to matter, especially to Republicans because they actually believe that we are more respected today than we had been in the past, when in fact the data is pretty clear we're less respected. Okay, well, we have to leave it there. Bruce Stokes, thank you very much for your time. Thank you. I appreciate it.